from the corner of 16th and Peachtree Street, right next to the High Museum of Art in Midtown Atlanta, welcome to the First Presbyterian Church. I'm Senior Pastor Tony Sundermeyer, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. And I would invite you now to join us in the worship of God. Our first scripture passage is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. Hear God's word, even for you and for me, this evening. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Amen. The second scripture lesson is from the prophet Joel, and I'm going to read slightly different verses than are printed there in your bulletin. I'll read verses 1 and 2, and then verses 12 and 13. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. And then in verse 12, God says, Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me, with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in love, and relents from punishing. This is the word of the Lord. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Heart Day. You know, the incongruence of Valentine's Day and the first day of Lent is striking. And it was not lost on me in trying to put a sermon together around that. On the one hand, we have hearts and chocolates. And on the other hand, we have fasting and spiritual examination. St. Valentine was a third-century bishop, and he defied the Roman emperor by marrying young couples in secret. And he was um, arrested and imprisoned and later executed for having done that. And today, St. Valentine is the patron saint of love. 
our walk, our loving, caring walk with a loving, caring God also sometimes has moments of hurt or pain or imprisonment. And yet we live with the conviction that God can and will do a new thing in our hearts because God loves us. That's Joel's message to the people of Israel. The prophet preached God's message to God's people, calling people to change their sinful and disobedient behavior, to repent, to live in obedience and receive God's blessings, and the promise of a God who loves us and loves our hearts and wants right relationship with us. That's what Joel and all of the prophets spoke about. The primary issue that Joel addresses here is the issue of spiritual complacency. You see, the people were going through all of the motions. They were the right motions. They were the right things. They were engaged in spiritual activity But God was not pleased because they were not coming with hearts, with authentic hearts seeking true forgiveness, seeking truly to be right with God. They weren't coming seeking to be changed and to live as God leads and not as they themselves chose to do so. In your life, What are the signs that complacency has affected your spiritual walk? Where has complacency impacted your relationship with God? Do you sometimes just go through the motions? Do you ever dismiss sin by saying, well, everyone else is doing it. Why not me? Or, well, at least I'm not as bad as him or I'm not as bad as her. So I think I'm ahead of some people in this game. When you confess your sin to God, is there just a hint that it's a get-out-of-jail-free card? I have to do this, and then God has to forgive me? Instead of a true and authentic heart? Or even as Jesus spoke in Matthew 6 that Katie read for us, do you ever pray or give, or participate in spiritual things so that other people might see you, that you might somehow receive praise from other people. You see, the Israelites that Joel spoke to, they were tearing their garments. They were were rending their garments. And they did that as a sign of their repentance. It was what you were supposed to do. But Joel said, you're just going through the motions. They didn't necessarily care about the sin or confessing it or repenting or turning from it, of seeking to be right with God, of seeking for God to build something new, something fresh in place of the broken, burned, charred, shattered pieces of their lives. Joel said, there's no change in your behavior that's resulting from the confession. 
You're repenting, you're tearing your garments, and then you just go right back to doing the same thing. No heart change. What about us? You see, when Joel writes, he writes to people who have experienced a devastating crisis. It's a plague. It's a plague of locusts that have destroyed their crops and lives. That army that he talked about coming, it was this plague of locusts that came and destroyed the land. The people were perplexed and dismayed. They didn't know where to turn. And Joel tells them that when you don't know where to turn, the best thing you can do is return back to God. But it can't be just a going through the motions. It can't be just for show. He calls them to authenticity in that return. It was a heart matter, a heart matter, and Joel urged them to make sure that their hearts were in the right place. So here we are tonight on Ash Wednesday, marking the start of the Lenten season again for this year. Lent is a period of 40 days that lead us up to the celebration of Easter where we acknowledge and celebrate the resurrection, Jesus conquering sin, Jesus defeating the cross and defeating death, Jesus bringing new life, a literal new life, as well as a new way of thinking and acting and being in God's world. But my friends, don't go too quickly to that Easter celebration. Let me say that again. Don't go too quickly to the Easter celebration. Don't rush to Easter. That's our human tendency. Our human tendency is one of set aside the bad and just pretend like it doesn't exist. And let's all go talk about the great things God is doing. Spend some time in Lent. Spend some time in the darkness, in the morning, in the confession, in the seeking to be right with God. Spend some time with an authentic heart, seeking right relationship with God. It truly is a heart matter. And we are wise. We're wise to return to the Lord and to get our hearts in the right place. Spend some time focusing on the complacency that may have crept in. And look at the realness of your heart and just be honest with God about it. Let Lent do its work in you before you go to Easter. Are there past challenges maybe even a devastation of locusts that have shaped you that you need to process and think about? What are the challenges ahead of you that worry you and concern you? Where is your heart this evening on this secular heart holiday? It's all about love and all about hearts. Where is your heart in your relationship with God?
in a moment, you'll be invited down for a traditional act that we do in the church, which is the imposition of ashes, the, the making the sign of a cross on our forehead. We do that to mark ourselves as repentant, to mark ourselves as one who desires a better, deeper, more authentic relationship with God. And we do it to remember that we're mortal. These hearts, every single one, one day will stop beating. And we will return to the earth. And where are our hearts? You see, these are indeed heart matters. A heart that wants to be in right relationship with the powerful, loving God of the universe. So in coming and receiving the ashes, let's not forget it's the authenticity that God wants, not the action. It's not about the sign that's on your forehead. It's about the heart that's laid bare before God, asking for forgiveness and healing. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Repent and confess from your heart, not just put ashes on your forehead. And so tonight, on this first day of Lent this year, let's be authentic. Let's be real before God. Let's tear our hearts in confession and repentance, seeking to be right with God and seeking to commit ourselves to the new life that God brings. Let's pray and seek a God who is slow to anger and abounding in love. Will you please pray with me? God, as we come here tonight at the start of Lent, we recognize our need for you. I acknowledge my need of you. We see our lives sometimes as broken of needing forgiveness and healing and grace and so we come to you. We repent of our complacency. We repent and we confess our sin to you, God. Sometimes we've cared more for ourselves than about your ways in us. Sometimes we've listened to the voices of the world or the culture and not to your still small voice. Sometimes we've sought our own good, our own glory, and not yours. There are things that we have left undone that you've asked us to do, words unspoken that you asked us to speak, a kingdom unbuilt that you've asked us to build. We've gone through the motions and haven't always given you our full hearts. God, I cry out 
forgive me. Have mercy on me, a sinner. And I invite you to come do your work in me this Lent. I ask you to renovate and reshape my heart. Change me, God. Change me. Help me hear you and to act on what I hear and not demand my own way. Make me and shape me and change my heart. God, I ask you to make something beautiful out of the brokenness, out of the ashes of my life. And may my life be for your glory and honor. Amen.